Alrighty, friends, welcome back. It's another episode of High Vibe Healing. Have you been navigating this moon cycle? It's been an interesting, interesting new chapter in my life. Just recently moved, ended some karmic relationships. Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> this is like what, four weeks in the making, maybe five at this point. <laughs> Part of me was feeling like I was procrastinating, but another part of me, I guess, just didn't want to be vulnerable about the end of this chapter. You know, uh, I've been thinking about the idea of a lot of people say you can't fully heal where you've been hurt. You know, like if you're in a situation with like a toxic parent, you can't fully transcend out of that space until you give yourself the freedom to be your fullest self away from them um, and where I do see that I do see the point in that I do see the the possibility for expansion out of that uh, I also think being in certain situations where the spirit has you is divine for a reason I don't know being around people who've installed programs that you're trying to rewrite forces you to see, I guess, the programmer's reasons for installing in the first place. I guess it gives you better access to hack into your own code. This is all metaphorical, of course. I'm just thinking about the ways in which we're programmed by our parents. But a part of me has been sifting through this perfectionism wound, like not thinking I'm worthy of love until I create something that's perfect, or seems perfect in my eyes. And that's like, I guess, keeping me from posting even the mess. Where other people might not see the mess, but I continually just look for the mess. And I don't want to look for the mess, because life is a mess. And there is love in that. Yeah, that's, that's how it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be all tidied up and perfect every single day. And I guess growing up around people who think that's how the world is supposed to be has been making me uh, nervous or uncomfortable to be vulnerable about sharing my, my fullest self, if that makes any sense. I'm trying to rewrite this narrative, you know, with something that's much kinder to myself, saying that no matter what I'm doing, the continual effort to date myself, to work on myself, to love myself more and more, that's divine. So even if it doesn't seem tidied up and perfect, everything I'm doing is worth sharing with the world. Part of me is, I guess, scared to be vulnerable and open up. It's just something I've noticed with my own programming. Why it's been hard for me specifically to be very feminine and open and honest with the world and post more on social media and not give a single crap what anyone thinks about it. Maybe someone can relate. <laughs> In general, I kind of think social media is its just a bunch of masks. But on one hand, it's good too. It's not just all bad. I want to be able to use it and not attach to any sort of narrative that the collective energy uses it for. I want to use it for my own personal reasons and be happy regardless. It's, I guess it's just this giant people-pleasing wound I've been looking at for what seems like a year. <laughs> um, some, of, some of these programs we get in childhood are so intricately 
sewn in. Taking a seam ripper to um, it's not as simple as it sounds, <laughs> you know. The deep, the deep programming is a process. For sure. It takes, it takes time. I guess another part of me was apprehensive to make this episode because, you know, it's. I guess it's important to talk about the days that aren't necessarily the most fun and uplifting. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, you know, it's the highs and lows. We all have highs and lows. Yeah, it's not always positive. Yeah. And while this is the end of a cycle with, you know, my mother, like, I'm in a new environment now, I'm in a new home, I no longer have to go back and see her, you know, there's a huge barrier, a huge wall that's been put up. It was great to celebrate that yesterday. I felt very mm-hmm. good. I felt very free, very open, very... Yes. Free to be me. It's just funny that this morning I woke up with this uncomfortable itch. And when I get those, I'm like, okay, as much as I don't want to look at it and mess with it, I know I have to scratch. I know I have to do something. And this full moon this morning, we're in cancer season and it's the 4th of July weekend. It's just so much going on astrologically that's forcing me to look at this mothering wound, this love that I give myself. There's still something weird, like the fact that we are recording right now, there is something that's like, I have a throat chakra blockage. Every time I go to like mentally say, okay, I want to write something for an episode, okay, I want to record something. There is just something that is wanting me to stop talking about it. I don't know if it's like this energy cord that I still have that I thought I've severed. Maybe, you know, like a part of me doesn't want, is afraid to genuinely be honest about how hurt I am. (laughs) You know, I, I don't know how taboo it is to be talking about family wounds this open and honestly on a podcast. I think maybe both of us wanted to have complete closure yesterday and didn't want to I know I didn't really want to think about yesterday I wanted to kind of make a stopping point and look forward starting Mm -hmm. today and didn't really want to give much thought into anything from yesterday backwards that's how I was acting but at the same time I was very uncomfortable with myself I felt this urge to do even though I was wanting to be lazy I had done some more so much work in the past six months to look at emotional trauma from my childhood and old relationships and to wake up this morning with the full moon and to reevaluate and see fresh wounds. That was something my brain wanted to file away. That was something, Mm -hmm. I guess, dissonance really is a thing. And I mean, I know it's a thing. There's reasons I filed away traumatic stuff from my childhood, but to be here in the moment looking at things as they're happening. That takes a lot of patience and grace. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of acceptance. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is very new to me. Like, I, I'm not an expert in this sort of thing at all. I guess while I was living with my mother the past few, or the past month or so, it was even hard for me to make episodes. I guess I didn't really want to look at things that were happening right there in front of me. It was okay when I was making episodes about other things I had learned in the past, but when it came to looking at new wounds, you know, like as much as I was doing 
a great job at healing old wounds and moving past those, there were new wounds happening that were kind of mirroring old wounds. Again, this, this whole episode has been just uncomfortable to talk about. You know, a lot of people might say, like, why don't you just move on? Why don't you just close that chapter and start fresh? And I, I do, I want to 100% start fresh. But there is something about this idea of me trying to be this perfected version of myself that is keeping me from stepping into this new chapter fully where I just don't give a and I post what I want to post because it makes me happy. I want to see every part of myself, the shadows and the light, and have love and acceptance for it and see it as something worthy of sharing with the world, regardless of if I get validation from anyone externally. Because I don't do this for external validation. You know, I do, mm-hmm. I've been doing this for me. That's why, you know, I don't give myself a timeline. Because there's no timeline for healing. <laughs> Scheduling is for the systemic world that we live in. It's not for our emotional body by any means. And the more I say that I'm moving into a new cycle, the more I'm realizing that healing is, it happens in so many layers. I do really feel like this is the culmination of a book. Like this is the last chapter we have closed it. And today is the beginning of a new timeline, a new Mm -hmm. life, a new story. One where we have like complete control of our surroundings. We don't have anyone overbearing anyone trying to enact control over our actions. When I was still at that house, you know, it was hard for me to continue to push through and say those affirmations. You know, whenever you want to cling to self-pity and dive into the rabbit hole of darkness, I, you know, specifically me, I, I find comfort in that. A small part of me that lives inside of me loves to be depressed in the shadows, likes to cling to this inhibition. It's a way for me to be lazy and I guess find justification in it. But the other part of me wants to keep running and keep being free and keep diving in, keep doing work, keep evolving. And so now being here, it's been much easier for me to see that part of me insidiously creep up. Before it was kind of, you know, I didn't really want to see it and I didn't really like, I wasn't as aware of it because it was hard to differentiate my energy and other energy in that house. Mm -hmm. But here it's a very free, open energy. Mm -hmm. And so now I can actually look at when those thoughts come up and I'm like, no, no, let's nip that in the butt. (laughs) Let's stop that. We don't do that no more. It's still a process. It's still work. You know, it's still, as much as I don't want to do it, it's it's like doing laundry. If you don't do laundry, you never get clean clothes. Mm-hmm. Who wants to be living in <laughs> dirty clothes, you know? We have to continually make conscious effort to clean ourselves up, to strive for the highest vibration. You know, there's not like a point mm-hmm. in the journey where you get to the mountaintop and you're like, I'm done. I don't have to work anymore. We have such a skewed view of success in society. It's like, oh, once I make this amount of money, I'll be free. I'll be able to do whatever. I won't have to be attached to anything. But that's not the case. To much is given, much is tested. Life is going to continually evolve, whether or not you are choosing to hang on. <laughs> so you might as well ride the waves. Mm-hmm. You know, I never wanted to make this podcast with the intention of saying, I've healed. I'm perfect. I'm great. No need to worry about me. You know, a part of me needs to genuinely be more vulnerable with the world and let people in. I've done such a good job of taking care of myself and patching myself up. And 
I genuinely think we all are meant to do that. That's our sole job on this planet is to figure out the best way to take care of ourselves and to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. But another part of life is rooted in connection and we have to have relationships. We have to be here connecting with people. So this is where I'm at. I'm, I want to be more open to more people in my life. I want to. I, and also have discernment to create barriers where I need to create barriers. But you don't always have to push the world out. You know, at some point you do have to let people back in. I think it's extra hard for me personally, especially seeing my mother push everyone away, including myself, mm-hmm. who've only wanted to grow and heal with her. And so for me to continue to strive for the exact opposite narrative, it's much easier now that I'm not living with her, but to heal that side of me mm-hmm. is quite difficult. Everyone has such, you know, interesting layers of trauma. And so while it might appear that some people have it so easy or some people look so great on the outside, there is so much inhibition that we all carry, so much shame and guilt that we are scared to look at. And so I guess this is just like a reminder to myself to continue to have patience with other people because they're all, everybody's sifting through their own layers of mm-hmm. karma, of trauma, of whatever it is. And there's no timeline that we have to get through to be worthy of love. I'm not making this episode to hate on my mother. If anything, I love her more than she realizes. And the more I look at our relationship, the more I look at my programming, the wounds, the more I see the divinity in it. First, I didn't want to forgive. I didn't want to forgive myself. I didn't want to forgive anything. I wanted to hold on to the resentment and anger just like she was. But there is great tea in it. There's great strength. Don't know where I'm going with this thought. See, every time I try to talk about our relationship, how I'm healing out of it, it's like, I don't know if it's her energy that's like trying to stifle this. I don't know if it's there's a part of me that feels shame about it. I don't know how they're connected, but there is something that wants to keep my throat chakra blocked in regards to this. But it is worth mentioning, so I'm going to mm-hmm. keep trying to uncover it. Because there is something I'm trying to find from it. We all have a purpose that we're living out every single moment of every day. You know, society might tell you you're not doing enough. Your boss might tell you you're never doing enough. You know, your spouse, whoever you're with, your, your toxic relationships might tell you that you're never doing enough. But in actuality, you are serving a purpose just as you are, whether you're conscious of it or not. Because even being in a house with someone that toxic, malicious, vindictive, whatever it is you want to call it, the ego, the mask, the shadow that I had to deal with from, you know, her unhealed, unacknowledged things, that was causing me to, it causes you to reevaluate yourself. It makes you pick up the sword and fight back. It makes you carve out better stability for yourself. So when people are pushing at you, throwing rocks at you, throwing stones, trying to break your bones, trying to hurt you, trying to stab you in the back, it forces you to look inward even more. It forces you to choose yourself even more. It's coming from a place of love. It's the universe trying to nudge you back to yourself. It's the universe trying to get you to wake up and love yourself more, to set whatever boundary you need to set, to heal whatever wound you're trying to heal, to heal whatever old program you don't want there anymore. It's always a way back to yourself. And so even people who are being 
awful, awful, rude, mean, nasty to you, they're trying to show you your love. They're trying to get you to shine brighter amidst their darkness. If anything, they themselves are so lost in their own darkness and they're trying to find some sort of lighthouse to lead them back to shore in the murky waters of the storm. And so maybe it is a place of judgment that they're coming from. Maybe it is a place of jealousy. Maybe it is a place of of resentment because they see you shining. They see you trying to shine and they don't see why anyone should be shining because life sucks in their eyes. I think they tend to be judging their self and they're projecting that judgment onto others. I 100% agree. And sometimes us empaths, or maybe you're not an empath, maybe you're just a regular human, but I genuinely think the more you analyze yourself, the more empathy you, you gain. But we like to, well, at least for me, I, I sometimes feel the need to help those people when they're being so nasty to me. Part of me thinks if I sacrifice my own self, if I try to help them through this darkness, I'm serving out a, a better purpose than protecting myself. If I pull them up through their their darkest moments, if I try to sacrifice some of my light energy for them, if I try to rescue them, mm-hmm. part of me thinks, oh, maybe I'll be more worthy of love. And a lot of society conditions us to believe that we need to help other people. We have to sacrifice ourselves to help other people. And where I do believe it's great to help others, you can only help someone so much. You know, at some point you have to put your own oxygen mask on first before you reach over and help someone with theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, I truly have no regrets when it comes to that relationship. Every chance I had, every nudge I got to save something, to mm-hmm. grow with her, to help illuminate the darkness I took. Every chance I had, I took. I can honestly say and look back like as much as I could have. I tried to love her. I tried to heal with her. I tried to grow with her. And some people refuse to grow with you. And that is okay. Even the people that you that are the, should be quote unquote the closest to you, even family members, as much as society tells you that you need to continue to have relationships with your family, that's a toxic narrative. Not everybody is meant to ascend with you on your journey. Releasing people who are trying to pull you down opens up space for new opportunities, mm-hmm. new connections. That huge energy space that was in my life that was just dragging me down. Like a bird now, I feel like I can fly again. And now I can go fly and meet other birds. Like Now that mm-hmm. I can fully shine and not feel guilt or shame for being more of myself, allows more people to be attracted to me that should be in my energy. There are so many people wanting to rush in and meet you. The only thing that keeps you from your blessings, your manifestations, whatever it be that you're trying to attain in the 3D world is whatever fear blockages you're holding on to. Everything wants you as much as you want it, but when you have a fear block, it pushes everything away. And so in a way, letting this block go starting this new book, this new chapter, releasing the old cycle, allows you to shine brighter. It allows you to be this beacon of divine light, I guess you could say. So now all the people that are supposed to be in your life, all the soul family, all the soul tribe, all the friends, all the non-blood relatives, or all the blood relatives that should, you know, stay with you Mm -hmm. through this ascension journey, 
they can find you easier now because you're brighter. Before, maybe you couldn't you couldn't shine, so maybe they couldn't see you. But now it's like, oh well, there she is. That's who I want to be around. That's exactly where I need to go. Those are th- those are my people. Those people love themselves. Those people have respect for themselves. Let's go that way. I feel a bit better now talking about that. There is still a bit of like energy weighing on my shoulders about it, but I'm sure it'll. I think it will dissipate. Dissipate over the next it'll week. Just take a little Next time. month. Mm-hmm. And that's just you know a reminder to have patience. Uh, it feels almost like uh, while I said I was free yesterday, while I released attachment, you know, I took that shower mm-hmm. and I felt so much better after dealing with her. And once we came back here, I was just, you know, way more myself. I had, like hit the reset button, you know, mm-hmm. and I just felt so free. I felt so high vibrational. I felt like I was reaching for the stars. And then today I feel pulled down and not because I'm attaching, I don't want to be attaching to anything, but I almost feel like whatever malicious energy she's still holding around herself is like reaching out for me, trying to pull me down. All the nasty emails she sent, all of the nasty energy. It's like I woke up and as the first thoughts I had were about her. Whereas I would, every morning I wake up and I try to be thinking about how I can have a great day, how I can be lighthearted and free. And I don't know if maybe I'm just very sensitive to energetic attacks, energetic attachments, you know, energy mm-hmm. in the 5D. It's just, as soon as I woke up, I just got pulled down. It's like all of my energy strings were like, like, you know, I'm picturing like people um, pulling um, curtains at a theater, like mm-hmm. just all the, the cords being pulled. And, you know, I wrote that forgiveness letter. I wrote two to her, you know, mm-hmm. through healing this, trying to get through this program, trying to get through this cycle, to love her, like, let her be who she wants to be in this, to mm-hmm. accept her for all the pain and chaos that she wants to throw out into the world. People don't realize how much energy we really possess. I know people might think I'm crazy for saying these things, but... We are just energetic beings. Everything on this earth, in this plane, vibrates at a certain frequency. Even plastic. Everything has energy. And there are so many different dimensions that we cannot perceive. Just like the color spectrum. We can only see such a finite perspective of the color spectrum. When actuality, when in actuality, other animals, bugs, insects, whatever else, can see a multitude of things that we cannot. They can hear a multitude of things that we cannot. So to say that the energy sphere that we operate in is very limited and finite and people don't actually have the ability to mess with us when they're not in our present reality it's kind of just like wanting to put blinders on Mm -hmm. yeah some people they can't pardon me it's like an animal it's like a dog they can hear certain sounds that humans can't Mm -hmm. you know just because we can't hear the sounds doesn't mean that the dog can't either what you're saying about energy just because some people don't necessarily feel that energy that you're feeling does not mean that that energy isn't there. Yeah, we try to discredit each other's realities so quickly. You know, trying to dismiss people mm-hmm. and their perspective so quickly. It's like, well, if you're not coming from this black and white world, then you have lost touch with reality. Like, the world's never been black and white. 
Have you ever, we might build society, we might build structures that are very carved out. We might pave roads and create sidewalks and pull up trees and plant targets everywhere. But in actuality, like you go out in nature and everything is chaotic. <laughs> and we try to separate so much in society when really we're all just connected. And so waking up feeling that energy is just a reminder that we are connected. And I have to do a lot of, I have to make a lot of conscious effort to shield and protect my energy when people mm-hmm. vindictively, maliciously try to leech into my sphere. This is just a reminder to, to speak words of protection over yourself, to shield your energy when you need to, to speak continual affirmations when you feel pulled down. Whether you're attaching to someone else's energy or not, whether you're trying to get away from other energy that you wouldn't be wanting to associate with, whether it's self-doubt creeping in, whatever it is, when the darkness creeps in, you gotta really stoke that fire of love. And certain days are not meant to be full of fire. Certain days you gotta be in that darkness to find something. And that's okay. I'm trying to love those days just as much as I love myself through the beautiful, exuberant, light-hearted, high-vibe days. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's worth talking about because we don't we don't like to talk about these things for some reason. We're so scared of ourselves, our connection to others, our connection to the world around us. At some point we all go back to the same energy equation some point we all die and our body would decompose if we didn't fill it with chemicals put ourselves in a box there's a lot of groomed hatred disguised as love that comes from the christian mindset and whether people choose to acknowledge it or not it permeates through society and now we have a political system that is built on others degradation and others stifling and we're in a paramount time to transcend out of that and I genuinely believe people are I genuinely believe people are choosing themselves more and more every day and that's the only way to change this sphere it's the only way we're going to rewrite our story into something more sustainable for not only ourselves and our well-being but the earth the world around us the cosmos when people are being malicious to us, calling us names, just being nasty, let, instead of letting that energy pull us down, we need to see the contrast. Instead of lashing back out, let that contrast show how much we love ourselves. Choosing your inner peace mm-hmm. is an ultimate kindness. Even if it feels unnatural to walk away from a fight. You said this in the past. People would poke at you. Being pulled down makes you feel... Like when you fight back and are nasty back. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel like you're not yourself anymore. Makes you feel exactly. like you stoop down to their level. It, it pulls you way down along with that person. That's the ultimate battle. Is finding stability and peace within yourself in those moments mm-hmm. and that just takes enormous amounts of patience and love and grace and kindness for the self I think 
I will honestly say I have been so proud of us the past couple months. <laughs> yeah. There's been so many random tests, you know, with like that crazy blowout of mm-hmm. my tire the other day and this whole threatening of calling the cops energy, all of that craziness. It's like every time something insane happened, we were cool as cucumbers. Mm-hmm. And thinking back to my childhood, like who we were then, we would just let things get under our skin. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have an outlet to, we wouldn't even want to look at our emotions. And so we would just swallow all of the uncomfortability, all mm-hmm. the emotions. And one day when something just set us off, we would become triggered mm-hmm. and anger would spew from every orifice (laughs) and to see our evolution through this culmination of the cycle has been such validation and encouragement and a reminder to celebrate all the little things that we're doing Mm -hmm. you know just waking up is worth celebrating being a human is hard so every little bit that we are doing to just find peace within ourselves, to be okay throughout the day, to make it through the day is worth celebrating. So on that note, I hope you are being kind to yourself. I hope you have a lovely day and I'll see you in the next one, friends.